done this before. Don't worry. It's always awkward at first. And then afterwards, you're going to just feel like it's going to feel natural. Like we're just having a normal conversation. I'm just going to pretend that you're not recording this. Actually, just pretend that I'm not even like. You're not even here. (laughs) It's all cool. But whenever you're ready, let me know. Yeah, you ready? I'm good, yeah. Cool. Good. Let's go. Hi, guys. Welcome to the One Podcast. It's with your host, Aki. Hope you're all well. Today I have a very special guest with me and she is my virtual (laughs) best friend, (laughs) virtual bestie that I made Um, and her name is Saba. Hi Saba. (laughs) How are you? I'm good thanks, how are you? I'm good thank you. So obviously like I've just mentioned like we're virtual friends. (laughs) So like do you want to tell them? So, like, basically, I'll I can start it off. Yeah. I'll be like, it's actually so off. weird how we built our relationship online. It is. It really is. So, basically, guys, I one day went on Etsy <laughs> and I was looking for wrapping paper. Yeah, wrapping paper, guys. Um, and I think it was. I think yeah, it was Eid, and yeah. <laughs> it was Eid, and um, I have a little nephew, and I have to make Eid exciting for him. So I saw like Saba had her own little mini business, which is called Lovely Boy Designs, mm-hmm. and um, I saw her wrapping paper, and I was like, oh my god, this is so nice. And when it came, I was so excited. And I like made it all nice and pretty. Oh. Bear in mind, we didn't even speak at this point. It was just like a normal like purchase type thing. And then I thought, this girl must have Instagram. Like, let me tag her in it that I wrapped it up and everything like that. And then that's how we started talking. I know. It's so weird. I actually love it though when people tag me because it makes me feel so good. Yeah, no, literally. But that's the thing though. Like, who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> literally and then ever since then like you know I've been we've been following one another we've been talking to one another and I think one day like I think this is when I just announced about my podcast you messaged me saying like oh do you have a podcast and I'm like yeah I do and then that's how we just kind of like kept in contact back and forth yeah you were sharing a lot of my stuff and I was like let me share some of her stuff too because she's amazing oh no but literally it's one of those things where we have to like support one another you know who else is gonna do it type of thing and it's funny because um the wrapping paper that I made for Eid I actually made it for my nephews and my niece really yeah and I wasn't even gonna sell it but I couldn't find Basically, I couldn't find any nice paper that I liked. So I was like, let me make some myself. Um, oh my the minimum God. I could order was like 25 sheets. And I was like, what am I going to do with the rest? Let me just put it on my Etsy and see if it sells. And it was and it sellers. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. It's amazing, though, because like, I think obviously being, you know, like Muslim and stuff like yeah. that. Eid is now becoming very popular like, you know, in the Western world that we live in. Yeah. And now people are starting to like, you know, celebrate it. And like, you, you'll go into Morrison's and you're going to see a whole aisle for like Eid, Eid stuff. World. And it's just like, yeah. yeah. And like now you're starting to find certain things. But before we wouldn't be able to find nothing. We would just have to use like bog standard wrapping yeah. paper. I think there was like one shop that would do it and it all looked the same. Like there was no guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing. Like, obviously, you're on Etsy, and that's how yeah. you sell your stuff. 
So I think Etsy is like a great place to find like small little businesses and yeah. helping them and supporting them, especially during this time as well. So like, how has it been? Like, obviously talk about your business mm-hmm. and tell us like, how has it been with, for you like during this pandemic? Because obviously like you're, obviously you have like a little business from yeah. home and, you know, take it from there. It's actually, do you know what? It's actually done a lot better than before. Mm. because before the pandemic happened I wasn't really concentrating on it that much mm. um and then I went on furlough I think it was in March April mm-hmm. I was still bored literally had nothing to do and I was like I'm not working I'm getting paired my full salary mm. let me just concentrate on my Etsy a bit more yeah. and um it was during Ramadan I started making more Eid cards and wrapping paper and because I was posting a lot about them on my Insta and on Etsy more mm-hmm. people were seeing them and then my sales started to grow yeah and then that kind of carried on throughout the summer my artworks were doing really well and then I decided to do um the silk face masks yeah which um, are amazing by the way guys yeah yeah you've bought a few haven't you yeah I've bought a few (laughs) um and yeah the masks are doing really well honestly whenever I first started doing them I was literally getting up at seven in the morning and sewing until eight at night oh my god it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, but I can't complain because they were doing really well no that literally I think obviously because it's during a pandemic so people need face masks so I think like everyone was just like ordering whatever they could at that point yeah no literally so my actually gone way up during the pandemic that's really great to hear yeah. because that's stuff that you know like you wouldn't expect it but it actually has happened what made you start um your Etsy page which is obviously lovely boy designs what made you start it like are you already in the creative field or yeah I am so basically I studied art and design when I was um at school so I did it for my air levels and then I did fashion design at uni what uni did you go to um in Belfast um University of Ulster so that's where I'm from Right, yeah. I could tell by the accent. Yeah. <laughs> I actually am at the minute. I came home for my sister's wedding. I was yeah. going to come home back to London the week after, but because lockdown happened in London, I was like, may as well just stay here for a bit longer. So did you start your Etsy while you was at university or did you no. start it after it? So I started, um, I actually started it, I think it was about two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been working as a fashion designer since I graduated, but mm-hmm. I just I felt like I I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Okay. And I feel like the companies I was working for, I just didn't really fit in with them, and I wasn't happy. Um. Yeah. So I kind of started drawing on the side. Yeah. Um. Just as a hobby, and then I thought, why 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 don't I why don't I just try and sell them? So I yeah. started my Etsy, started really small. I started with like greeting cards mm-hmm. and then I expanded that into wall arts and then wrapping paper and then the silk face masks. But I kind of, I grew it slowly over the last two, three years. Um, But my aim always has been to have my own business. Yeah. I, I, and are you like happy with like the fact that obviously during this time your business has grown so yeah. much but does that make you just want to like pursue even more within the brand that you have now because does it like what would you want to do next 
because obviously you've seen that you know your arts are selling really well yeah. and obviously you know you're designing like you know face masks and stuff like that what would what would you like to do next like what would be on your list of things to do next I um I don't want to go back into the corporate world yeah <laughs> kind of decided having like a few months off this mm-hmm. summer I just feel like I work better when I, I'm at home and I have my own space yeah I work better in smaller teams like I'm happier and mm-hmm. I just I know I can make money now by myself selling my own thing I just don't see the point of me going back into a company and designing for someone else like a different brand yeah and not doing designing what I want to design because there's always like um if I'm designing for a big company like clothing I have to kind of stay in their um requirements and I think that's what makes it even more better because now you it's like a lot of women have realized you know, like, I think there was a statistic that I read not long ago that I think, I think three and four women have now decided they want to change in their career. Yeah. So clearly, I think that's probably for you now, like, during this pandemic, probably it's a blessing in disguise that you yeah, realize that so. now, now I like working at home and doing my own thing. And then that way you can like broaden your horizon. Because Definitely. I feel like when you work in like corporate, like the corporate retail world, mm-hmm. or, you know, like within that, Feel type of thing it kind of becomes like mundane like you just keep yeah. doing the same thing over and over and yeah. over again and it's just like okay I need something different I need something that makes me excited because obviously you're in the creative you know sector and that yeah. world and this it's difficult anyway to go okay. into the yeah. creative industry so I think for you guys a lot of people that I know that work within the creative field are now going into different things like they're either working doing their own small little yeah. business or they're doing something else without with other things on the side as well yeah so I think it's difficult as well because had you had not um done this then you wouldn't have known so that's obviously exactly. a blessing but then also yeah. it's just one of those type of things where you're just like okay so this is what I'm doing and what can if you were to go back into corporate like the corporate world yeah. type thing what would you want to do? What would make you feel like, you know, you have purpose and it's fulfilling, right? You know, like a job that's fulfilling. Yeah. Right now, you feel fulfilled. Yeah. But then I always feel like I'm always one of those type of people where I'm like always back and forth type of thing because I'm just like, at one point, I'm just like, I'm content with like, you know, working, you know, like, I don't know, right now I could be working in a company and being in an office but then yeah. I'm like okay I'm bored now I want to be yeah, on my yeah. feet and moving around I get bored so easy yeah like I, I my attention span is so short yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so that's why for me like when I started this podcast I felt like you know this is this is my source of like you know creativity yeah I love I always had like a creative streak in me, but I feel like now I'm trying to broaden my horizon with my creative streaks Mm -hmm. because I'm like thinking, okay, so I've done this, I've done that. What can I do next? And I think it's always like a nice journey to go on as well, because then now you're going to probably figure out what can I do next? And I think that's always an exciting thing because you don't know what's going to be next type of thing. and And I think that's the beauty of it. And it's always like, you know, it's always nice to see like a small company go like grow into a big company and I think I've seen that now with your business like first-handedly like you know obviously we have each other on social media where I'm seeing like the business girl I'm just like oh my god she's doing amazing like you know and the least like people can do like 
people that want to see other people do well mm-hmm. is just to help support and like yeah. you know it. and it makes a difference as well like I'm pretty sure like in this time as well you have found like your you know people that really are supporting your business and stuff like that because yeah. it's important because yeah, I got like so many messages from random people just saying how much they love my artwork and it's just so like motivating yeah and it just makes you want to do more yeah. of it right it's yeah. like you just want to broaden your horizon. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about it. Like, you know, but guys, definitely check out Sabah's um, <laughs> business because I I love it. And, well, thank I just, you. and I just think it's great. And, you know, it's unique as well. So, you know, it's not like your average, you know, small Etsy page that you're going to cross, you know, it's just one of those different ones. It's proper like Asian as well. So I like yeah. it. There's some like, there's some like Asian themed stuff on it. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so funny. I need to get like, you know, I wish I have like an occasion to get something to like get whatever it is that's there. Yeah. But, I try to know. like have different ethnicities in my artwork. Yeah, no, that, and that's the great thing as well, because obviously it needs to be catered towards yeah, everyone to, as well. Yeah, it needs to be relatable to the Asian and black community. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the main thing as well. Like, we need to be able to reach out to different, you know, different ethnicities. Yeah. yeah, and just be, like, able to touch them in that way. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I, um, my aim is, I think, to keep growing my business. The thought yeah. of literally my last job that I had, I was commuting an hour and a half to work. Yeah. On the tube, and I hated it so much. Oh god! Like yeah, I think the commute in London is the worst thing. Horrible! Ever. It's horrible. Literally, I hate it. I literally had to go from one side of London to the other. Oh my god! And then, back again. <laughs> <laughs> like I just do not want to go back to that. No, and you know what it is. I think like you know, it's sometimes it's bearable if it's like central London, then you can easy access to come in and out. Yeah, you know, like sometimes it can be that way. But it, besides that, commuting in London it feels like yeah. I, I literally calculated sometimes if I'm where I'm living and where if I just say like I need to go to northwest London like literally I can grab a flight to Spain oh my god yeah. Yeah, how, like when you think of it in that way so like I can actually go on holiday and come back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that I wanted to ask yeah. you is obviously you're from Belfast are you from Belfast Belfast yeah yeah so and now you live in London like what made you move to London like tell me about that so I've actually lived in a few places so I was brought up in Belfast studied here for uni and then I actually moved down south to Dublin Mm -hmm. and I lived there for about three four years um after I graduated offered my first full-time job there but I just I feel like um Ireland and Northern Ireland it's not very multicultural and I always felt like I had FOMO growing up here really yeah I always just wanted to be in like England in in London really like there's more yeah there's a lot more like Asian people there yeah definitely well yeah definitely that (laughs) teeny like Asian community in in Northern Ireland so is it basically what would you say like the ethnicity in Northern Ireland and Ireland is like what's it predominantly is it predominantly white or white yeah really yeah (laughs) oh my god so it's like probably when you came to London it was like a whole new type of I loved it like I'd I'd never worked with like any other Pakistani girls before wow my first job that I had in 
in London. It was in Watford, actually. And I, I was just like so happy that there was other girls that I could relate to. Yeah. And I think obviously where you're from Belfast and like, you know, the culture and yeah. like, you know, everything is there is different. And so different. obviously in London, it's like, you know, there's different people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. Yeah. And I just felt like, yeah, growing up here, I had to like explain myself to everyone. Like, for example, I'm a Muslim, so I would do Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Like, no one at school I work would know what that was because no one's taught it here. Really? I would you, yeah. Oh my I god! So you guys don't have like you guys don't have like religious like studies yeah, over there. It was all um about Christianity. You're joking. Yeah, because I went to a Protestant um school here so all the RE classes were all on like the bible no one was taught anything about other religions so whenever I was fasting at school and even I remember when I was fasting in Dublin yeah like no one I had to explain myself every single year and I just got so sick of it oh my god whenever I moved to to England like it was completely different like everyone just knew yeah do do you know what it is like now that you're saying that it's like wow like like in this 21st century like you're not teaching like like basics well obviously in well studying in England and where we have certain classes as well like we always had like you know when we started even when it was in primary school Mm -hmm. I'd like to say so from primary school to secondary school we were always taught about religious education Mm -hmm. and that like we learn about you know you know so like Islam you know yeah. Hindu, like you know everything it's just one of those type of things where we learn about so much yeah. so we all had like a kind of a you know brief knowledge on other people's religion mm-hmm. but that's shocking yeah. they didn't even like touch on it at all I think we had like one class yeah and my my teacher didn't really know much about it <laughs> oh my god yeah like in school when you were there were there were there like a few Asian girls or um I remember in my school there was me and I remember there was another Muslim girl a few years above me I think she was Arab um one of my best friends um her parents are from Ghana yeah there was like one or two like, Chinese girls, and I think that was it. Oh my god! Yeah, it was weird. Well, it was normal for me growing up. Whenever I moved to England, and I just saw how multicultural it was, I, I was shocked. Like, yeah, but you know, like even though you're saying that that you, there was like few, you know, like few different people from different yeah. backgrounds. Even in like you know when I was at at high school there was like it was it's not like literally like that small of a group but we were like a small minority let's just say you know there there was like a handful of us but how old were you when you came to um England um oh god I can't remember um I'd say about 25 so how long have you been in England for now like five six years wow yeah and you I'm guessing you don't want to go back to Ireland no well I'm in Belfast at the minute um I my my dad's trying to get me to stay (laughs) (laughs) but I can't see myself settling down here is I think it's just because you've made yourself you've you found a place where you feel like you belong yeah exactly 
yeah like and I feel like for you it's just going to be another culture shock because coming back to a place that's it's, yeah and it's too small yeah. here now now that I've lived in London for the last mm. five years I like everything's at my fingertips yeah and I just feel like if I move back here I'll be starting all over again all my friends are in London yeah when I get married I want to obviously get married to a Muslim guy and I want to settle down in England as well yeah so I just don't see the point in me moving back here. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Not coming back. <laughs> but that's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting thing that you said. Um. So I don't want to say like, is there like a shortage? But is there not a lot of Muslim? <laughs> yeah. Is there not a lot of Muslim men over there? Um, I think there is a handful. Yeah, I mean, my sister found one. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a that's a promising. Yeah, you know, a good one. Um, and she's like happily married now for a month now, I think. Yeah. Um, but I. No, do you know what? I don't actually know any. Really. Here. And the ones I do know, I wouldn't ever do. <laughs> it's like no thank you (laughs) yeah so I'm guessing you know like dating culture over there must be really different as well because obviously there's not I'm guessing there's not that many Muslim men there so and in obviously in London well where we are staying in London there's like you know there's a lot hundreds yeah hundreds you know like it's like you can be you know like I had a conversation with one of my friends and I was saying to her you know even when I was growing up as well, like, you know, I went predominantly to an all-girls school. Yeah, so yeah. I really I really wasn't a part of, you know, like, mixing with yeah. boys at that age as well. Like, you know, I was always around girls and stuff like that. And then yeah, when I went to sixth form, when I was at sixth form, I was in a mixed environment. So literally, yeah. being there, then I started to, like, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, like, there's guys here, there, and stuff like that. So even for me... Being the age that I am right now, which is 25, I find, well, I'm finding dating difficult. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I went, I went to an all-girls school too, and then obviously I did fashion, which was mostly girls. Yeah. And then I work in the fashion industry, which is mostly girls. So I was very awkward when I started dating. No, I think, do you know what it is? I think... I think it's because obviously where we've been to all girls school yeah. and then we're in a mixed environment. It's just like, where do we begin? Yeah. I can't lie. I wasn't one of those girls that was like after boys. All I wanted to do was I just wanted to study and have a good time with the girls mm-hmm. and go out with them. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't even want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to guys. I didn't yeah. want, I wasn't interested. That wasn't my lifestyle. I just wanted to have fun, yeah. and be, be rebellious and do whatever I wanted to do in that sense. But now, being the age that I am, which is like obviously twenty five, I find the the dating aspect really difficult because I feel like I'm even when you do date when you're younger and then you take a break, like I took a long break, Mm -hmm. and then like when I went back into the dating world, I was just a bit like, what do I say? (laughs) Like, what do I say? And like, we're in London. So we have like, you know, so many different platforms now where we can go like dating apps. There are, you know, there's obviously like, you know, the usual Muslim dating apps, Muslimatch and Muslim, whatever, matrimony, whatever it is, it could be. There's so many now, but 
even my Asian friends that I do have, like they know Asian people, like Muslims as well. And you know, when they try to introduce you to people, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those type of things where I feel like when you introduce your friend to a friend, it makes things difficult because it's harder for you to leave. So you're just like... Yeah, and then you have to pretend to be interested even if you're not. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, you're a great guy. But in your head, you're thinking, I would not look at you twice if yeah. I was walking down the street. I know. But it's so difficult. So, like, I totally get where you're coming from. But that's like, you know, I'm guessing if you were to still be in, like, Belfast, you would have struggled probably even a bit more then. Yeah, <laughs> I really would have. And I just, I don't see myself having an arranged marriage either. No, I, I, I think like our generation, I think the generation we're in right now, I think arranged marriages are a bit, you know, I, I don't, I'm not against arranged yeah. marriages, but I'm not for it either, because I would rather find someone myself and get to know that person. Exactly. Well, yeah, you know, like, we, rather we, get yeah, to we, know we them. do that with apps as well, like we can scroll, yeah. see what you, you have know. And I think it's one of those things, like, you know, it's just, it's, I just can't be bothered. I'd please just don't find, you know, like there was a point where my dad, like every other week he would be messaging me saying he's like, yeah. you want to get married? And yeah, like, uh, you're going to get it for the next few years, honestly. And I was just, I was, <laughs> <laughs> my dad was on me. <laughs> I'm literally just like, dad, I told you last week, no. Yeah. And I'm telling you this week again, no. Oh so it's going to be no for a while. But it's just one of those things because obviously, like, you know, so you're a bit older than me. Yeah. So do you find it, and being an Asian girl, do you find it difficult, like, with your family? Because obviously, you know, as as an Asian community, mm-hmm. You know, like our parents are always for them. Our expiry date is probably the day we we're born. We're just like, yeah, like, yeah get them married off type of thing. But for obviously, like my mum and dad, you know, like my mum is very chilled, whereas my dad, he's like, you know, I'm growing older, and you're, you know, like I don't want anything to happen to me and you to be, you know, not settled. Yeah. Type of thing. They always do that blackmail trick. On oh, yeah, so I don't know if, if they're doing you as well. You yeah. know how I feel all the time. Um, my my parents have been on me to get married since I graduated and I feel like in my 20s I wasn't I didn't really date that much in my early 20s and then when I moved to London I started dating more but Mm. I just felt like I didn't really know what I was looking for and I think that's the beauty of the dating yeah then when you go on a date and you don't like something then you leave that date knowing okay this is not what I like yeah and now I know what to look forward to in another like if I was to go on another date with someone else I would try and see if that if they have that or if they don't have that type of thing yeah and I think it's really difficult as well because obviously like you know we're we're still young modern modern girls and we're trying to like you know try to do things the way that it's meant to be but it's also really difficult as well because there's so much out there now that we want to do so exactly I think what I realized in my 30s is I didn't really know myself and what Mm. I wanted I I kept dating guys that my friends said that I should date and my parents said that like he needs to be like this he needs to be like this I didn't really know what I wanted yeah I hadn't dated that much and I also feel like in my 20s I was concentrating more on like my job and my career and traveling and just doing new things it just wasn't on the top of my list whereas now I'm a bit older 
I I would like to get married like I would like to settle down but yeah I also don't believe in like rushing into things either yeah I don't believe I definitely feel like rushing into things is probably the worst thing that yeah you can do because obviously it's like a, a massive decision that you're going to be taking for life exactly yeah and I think it's one of those type of things where these type of things you obviously you can never rush them yeah. but it's really interesting to know that you know like how you know how is it like dating in your 30s um I <laughs> so when I was in my late 20s I feel like I turned into a serial dater <laughs> wow really <laughs> so much <laughs> Like, I was going on so many dates, and I was having the best time ever, but I just felt like I was going on, like, first, second dates, but it wasn't really, there wasn't really any guys that I could see myself settling down with. Yeah. Um. Whereas now I'm in my 30s, I have more of an idea of what, who I am, and what I'm looking for, and what I want in a man. Um. I feel like I'm also a lot more mature now. Mm-hmm. if I if I was to meet someone I that I liked like I would be more willing to like give it a go um but I feel like I'm a lot more picky now I think so. I'm so busy like I don't want to I'd rather chat to a guy on an app first get to know him mm. bit, and then go on a date yeah rather and I think that's what it is like I, I think it makes sense though when you're at that age and you just want to find someone that fits no I'm not saying they have to tick every single box Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that they have to fit certain criteria where you're just like okay cool you know like the main things which is obviously like for us is he Muslim yeah family oriented will he be able to understand my family and -hmm. all these other things that come along with whatever we need and would like to see in a man yeah I'm just like I'm already exhausted tiring I am tired I'm tiring if the day goes bad god don't don't even get me started like you know I've had some very questionable dates and oh I've had so many I've got so many stories like I can literally like write a book on oh my god one. so tell us tell tell us one of these stories then go oh on god. surprise me um do you want a bad one or a good one why don't we do both? To tell us a bad one and a good one. <laughs> there, was, there was one date that I went on a date with this Pakistani guy. He wasn't mm-hmm. my type at all, but he seemed nice. He seemed like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. I met him for a drink um, in Central, and the date lasted 50 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and nothing in common. Okay. So many awkward silences. And I think I was home by half nine, like okay. after work. Met him after work, was home by half nine. Literally, it was so boring. Was he like one of those ones that were just talking about himself or what was it? No, he was, um, I just feel like we were completely different people. Oh, God. I feel like he just thought I was like a ditzy little girl that did fashion. Oh, yeah, I just, we didn't really suit each other. He was a bit pretentious. Okay, one of them ones. Oh, that's so annoying when people like that. But the worst date I've been on was with this um, guy who I met on Hinge. Um, he was Muslim. I think his family were from India. Mm-hmm. And we got on so well on message. Like, we were chatting every day. He was funny. We got on. 
um, something happened. I think he hurt his leg and we couldn't meet for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally met him, I just felt like I was catfish. What? He looked like his photos, but he didn't. Like he was not very attractive. And I don't mean to be mean, but he just didn't look like his photos. Really? So what, basically, he was taken at a certain angle then? Yeah, he looked a oh. lot better. That actually has happened to me a few times. That actually happened to me this summer as well. <laughs> oh my god, no way. You've been catfished. Not catfished, but you can't, this- I just feel like people put on like the best photos on apps. Yeah. When you see them in real life, they just don't look like that. Like, no no, there was a there was a story that I did say actually on my podcast, and that was I, th- I think it was a couple of episodes back. And I actually mentioned that I went on a date with a guy, and he said that he was five foot eleven or something. Ooh. And then when I saw him, he was not five foot. Yeah, he was he was two probably two inches taller than me. There was a guy I met this summer, and he said he was five seven, which is my height. And I thought that was a bit short, but you know, don't be picky. He could be a nice guy. Met him yeah. and he was, he was five foot five. He was tiny. No. He was so small. <laughs> what good dates have you been on then? I've actually been on, on quite a few dates, uh, good dates, but they just haven't really gone anywhere. And I have made like friends with a lot of guys I've dated. Mm-hmm. Um, the last good date I went on was we went to the Tate. The guy was really sweet. We went to the Tate. Um, saw an exhibition and then we went for food afterwards in I think it was Elephant and Castle there's like a marketplace there yeah yeah there's stores um, there yeah and then we kind of just walked around afterwards um that was really sweet like it was really romantic and he was really nice um um and there's been like other dates I've been on where I've been to like amazing locations and we've had good conversation, but it just hasn't really led to anything. Yeah, I think it's just one of those type of things that you can go on a really nice date, but sometimes there's just nothing there. Yeah. Like the chemistry. Yeah. You know? And I also feel like, you know, talking via an app and seeing someone is two different really things. Different. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not, you can't really relate to people on that level because when you're talking to someone you're just talking but when you're seeing someone face to face and you're actually having a conversation that tells you a lot like then you can't relate the two together because it's a whole different ball game and I think that's what makes it really really like weird because sometimes you can be having a proper nice conversation and you're just like and you see them and you're just like this is kind of dead yeah but I think it's interesting as well because I feel like a lot of people that I know that are in their like in their early thirties yeah. and that are dating and stuff like that, they're just saying that they they feel like they can be a bit more free compared to how they were in their twenties. Because I yeah. think when you're in your thirties, you finally know what you want and what exactly. you don't want in a person, and you're yeah. you don't find it difficult to say to someone, "I don't see this going any further." But exactly. when I when I like when I was dating last year, I found it really difficult to reject people for some yeah. reason. I don't know why yeah you just don't want to hurt their feelings yeah and I think that's one thing about me like I'm one of those type of people where I'm just like oh just I'll just see how it goes it could probably go good and you know like it's one of those things where you know 
I, I just don't know. I just. I think it's better to let someone know instead of ghosting them. I think that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Don't ghost people, guys. It's just yeah. the worst thing to do. I used to do that. <laughs> and people started doing that to me. And then you're just like, oh, shit. Like, it seems like a bitch. <laughs> I've stopped doing that. I'm like, oh. you need to be honest with what you want. And I think communication is definitely important. I used to have, like, awful communication skills. And I feel like the more I've dated, the better I've got at that. And I think it takes time, though, communicating. Yeah. But then again, I feel like if you want to really communicate with someone that you really like, you are going to do it naturally anyway. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to really be like, oh, I'm not going to communicate with you because you're just naturally going to communicate with someone that you really want things to work with. And you know what? I can't lie. That's definitely me. Like, if I want to talk to you, I will talk to you. If yeah. I, like, I won't really bother and stuff like exactly. that. But I think it's really important as well, like, you know, to understand that as the years go by I think like I think a lot of especially like Asian Muslim Mm -hmm. girls like we have this fear of like oh I'm not married and I'm like 30 plus years old or I'm 20 I'm like in my you know late 20s and I'm still not married Mm -hmm. and I feel like we need to like you know as as the generation that we are the girls that we are right now we need to make people realize that it doesn't matter what age you get married at exactly it's best to just like, you know, take it, you know, slow. But I do know a lot of girls that are in their 30s that are struggling as well. And they've like, you know, they're like, I'm going on these dates, but, you know, it's just not working out and I'm bored and I'm fed up now and I can't yeah. be bothered. But I just feel like when it's, when you least kind of expect it, it will just happen without even you trying. Exactly. But I think also it's got to do with one of those things where you need to understand whether that person... Well, first of all, I don't think we're going to be those type of girls where we're going to introduce people to our parents where we know that they're not going to like them. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? We're not going to do that. We're just going to be like, okay, my parents are really not going to like you, so I'm not even going to take this any further. it's it's subconsciously like in the back of my mind. Like The first thing I think about is, is my family going to like this person? Yeah. But it's important for the guy to fit in with your family and like get on with your parents and your siblings. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the main important. I'm really one of those type of people where I need to relearn certain things. Like if someone was to message me like, "How was your day?" I wouldn't. I would reply back and be like, "Yeah, my day was great." And I wouldn't even ask the person how their day is. (laughs) To me, I'm like, ask me how my day is. I'm so bad like that I just don't I don't it does it's like my thought process process doesn't process the fact that I need to ask that person (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny like you know but I think you know if any other girls are out there that are struggling with the whole Muslim dating thing and the age thing I don't think definitely don't think about the age thing because that's the least of your concerns yeah. right now finding someone that's decent and not a fuck boy exactly so, you oh know like just find know. someone that treats you right and makes you happy and you know it's just it's hard finding someone decent anyway in this day and age but I think we put too much pressure on people especially pressures a, a lot of pressures being put on girls as well to yeah. find someone because then they're just like oh so if you're gonna get married late when are you gonna have kids oh, and yeah, it's, just I like, know. it's just not worth it it's not worth it at all I feel like I am happy single but no it's good though because you, 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 someone. you can say that you can say it like outright yeah. being like I'm happy being single it would be nice to have like my own horse and everything and 
be in a in a relationship but I feel like the only time I get like worried about not being married is when someone brings it up like my parents or an, mm. an auntie or something yeah and then I'm sort of freaking out I'm like okay maybe like oh maybe they're right like maybe uh, maybe I should like yeah. hurry up like am I but, am that's, I, but that's the thing though with Asian people they put it in our head <laughs> like so much yeah <laughs> like I get I don't I'm not even thinking about marriage and someone brings up and I'm like oh my god maybe I should Maybe I should, yeah, like, you know, maybe I should think about it. I'm here living my best life until someone exactly. brings it up. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things where no pressure should be put on. And I, we get it, like, like it's everyone's on the same boat if you're in mm-hmm. this type of age, like, you know, mid-20s to 30s, like, you're going to be in this type of boat. Yeah. Like, what do I do? The enemy is effort. Dating is effort. Being married to someone is effort. Having to look at their face every day is like, oh my God. I actually think, like, will I be able to do that? Like, would I actually be able to spend that much time with one person? Point. (laughs) Someone's bound to lose their shit at one point, aren't they? (laughs) Point so intense getting married. God, you know, it's too much pressure. Live my, yeah. live my best life. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still exactly. you know, a baby. Let me be a baby. <laughs> Enjoy your 20s. Yeah, definitely. So, obviously, you have your own business on Etsy. Yeah. So, talk to the people and let them know where they can find you, what you do, and stuff like that. Yeah, so my Etsy store is called Lovely Boy Designs and I have a few different products on there like wall arts, all on um, like uplifting, female empowerment. I've got a few face masks in there as well. Most of them are silk, so they're better for your skin. Um, I've had a lot of customers actually message me and say how their skin's got a lot better. Um using my mask because before they were using the other ones and it caused a lot of acne on their skin yeah um I am going to be doing a lot more products soon I'm also going to be working on a website so that will be coming hopefully early next year so I'll be having a lot more products on there as well and I'm also on Instagram at lovely boy designs as well brilliant and also you you can like do self-port like design stuff as well for people right as well yeah yeah so I actually also do custom illustrations so if you want a portrait drawn of you or your friends or your family um I do that as well um they make like really good presents so I've done a few wedding um portraits wow and I'm actually doing quite a few at the minute for, um people are buying them oh that's so cute yeah so <laughs> I've got a few to do this week <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for coming on here, Saba. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. I've been asking, I've asked you, I was like, please come on here. So I'm so glad you actually agreed to come on here. It's been so long. Oh, thank you so much. I've been so busy and then I've been trying to spend time with my family and then we had the wedding and everything. But yeah, it was nice to finally come on. 
yeah no it's great to finally have someone on here and give like a different insight on your business and everything yeah. like that and it's so nice as well and guys you really need to check out her etsy of wrapping paper the silk face masks are amazing i did actually i messaged you earlier and i was like i need to buy more face masks <laughs> so i messaged her already i'm getting my orders in but yeah and make sure you check her out guys and like I said thank you so much for coming on Islam I really appreciate it